Welcome to Goodwill Talk. We're so glad you're here today. At Goodwill Talk, you'll get to know your pastors, hear answers to your questions, gain biblical perspective on things going on in the world, and most of all, grow in your love for Jesus and the Bible. Let's listen in to today's conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Goodwill Talk. This is Pastor Marcos with you, and as always, I'm joined by Jessica Kildove. Jess, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm I'm excited. You came as Christmas this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the show. It's Christmas this week. Oh, man. Just tired. It's been a... It's, I'll put all the things together eventually. It'll get done. It'll get done. The, <laughs> there will be, you know... I feel like Christmas on a weekend, like, has thrown... That's <laughs> the worst. It's, it's just thrown, like... You know, like normally it's like Christmas week. The whole week is kind of, you know, like you have the weekend yeah. before and the weekend after. And then when Christmas is midweek, like there's not a lot going on before or after. Right. Especially because kids are not in school. Right. But now it's, I feel like it's just like, oh, great. We'll just do Christmas on the weekend. So you can like work all week and then we'll do Christmas on the weekend. And we'll go back to work right after. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what this year no, is it's, turning it's, into. It's, it's terrible. I, I feel terrible for people. I mean, so my kids, their first day off from school, I don't know how it is in your district, have, but in my district. I got to look. I, I looked. Their first day off is the 24th. I kid you not. They're on, they're in school on the 23rd. Well, that's fine. That's less time that they're home. That's good. Well, yeah, but I feel bad for them. They're home for like eight days. They get like, it's, it's, it's got to be a shorter Christmas vacation than ever before. I've never seen one this short because they're back at school on the 3rd. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy town. That's perfect. Yeah, for this no, year, Christmas that's on good. the weekend. That's rough. That's a rough yeah. one. And uh, <laughs> so like, let's go to church. Yeah. Well, let's I mean, go to church again and then let's go to church again. Yeah. So that's, you know, and then go back to work. We normally we normally do Christmas a little bit different because I normally preach on Christmas Day. Right. And uh, so we normally do our gifts on Christmas Eve, church on Christmas Day, and then we eat on Boxing Day the day after. But that doesn't happen this year because you've got normal services on the 24th. Nothing on the 25th for me because I, I told, I, I told John, I'm like, listen, this year, <laughs> your daughter's like, going to string you up if you wait them wait I'll like be, days and days. So here's what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was then going to have one of the pastors who don't have kids at home do Christmas day. He's doing it himself. That's going to be, but he used to always do it. I he think, used right? to, I, yeah. I think he's kind of looking forward to doing it. Yeah. But, um, I was really surprised. So he's going to be there. So if you're if if you weren't planning on being in worship on Christmas Day this year, John's going to be there. Yeah, come listen. It's going to be it's going to be great. And uh, I'm not going to spoil the song that he's going to be doing, but it's going to be a really cool time. So, um, you know, Christmas Day service on Saturday, and then back in worship on the 26th. Um, I have a question for you, Jess. Okay. So you think back over your life, the whole <laughs> of your life. The whole thing. Looking. <laughs> um, I, now they're going to think I was calling you old, and I wasn't trying okay. to call you old. Uh, so okay. uh, now I'm in trouble. You're not in trouble. I don't think you're calling me old. All right, I'm not old. That's good. Well, you're not. You're <laughs> it's not. like what we tell your. It doesn't matter what they're calling you. If it's not true, it's still not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite Christmas present you've ever received. Favorite. Um, I, it was a favorite only because it was surprising and. I found out much later in life that it was surprising to my parents as well. Okay. So uh, I grew up in the uh, Cabbage Patch Kids craze that oh, one like year yeah. when people were running each other over and moms were being inappropriate in the Christmas in the spirit. store stealing right. babies That's... from each other. Uh, cabbage Patch Babies. Cabbage not, Patch not Babies. Real babies. There was... 
(laughs) And so, uh, you know, like I think every kid's dream was to have a cabbage patch for Christmas. And, you know, you like you make your little list of what you want. And like my parents were poor. They didn't definitely. There was no way I was getting a cabbage, like zero, zero way I was getting a cabbage patch. And we do Christmas morning and we open up all the presents. And then Christmas morning in my family, we go to my grandmother's house then, like mid-morning. Uh, and we have breakfast. The whole family congregates there. And when we went out to the car, there was a present in the car for me. Oh. And it was a cabbage patch. Oh. And it was, I, and they were, it, I don't remember if there was a note or if my parents, but it was like basically to the effect of like Santa forgot when he was putting the presents <laughs> under the tree. And so I just threw it in the car. I knew you'd find it. It was that basically like my, my memory of it. I don't remember. I don't know what actually happened, but that's right. my memory. Right. Is that like Santa just, oh, like I, you know, found this in the bag when I was about to take off. I just threw it in the truck. You'd find it. And so I found out much later on that family friends had like won it at a raffle or something like that. And they had sons and they gave it to my parents. That's so cool. I'm crying because it's just so nice. Well, I didn't. This was not supposed to be. <laughs> this was not supposed to be a tear moment, but no, we but got I'm there just, anyway. It was, so, but like, I, it was always a special moment. Yeah. For yeah. me, because I got the cabbage patch. Heck and yeah. Like it was even more memorable because it wasn't under the tree. Right. I thought Christmas was over. Like right. I thought if I was going to get it, I'd have got You'd it. You'd have gotten it. Um, and then a big surprise. But then, yeah. But then to find out, like, I mean, I think I just found this out, like in the last couple of years, wow. the person who did that. And I was like, That's that really like, cool. is even better for my parents yeah. to, you know, like have wanted to be able to provide yeah, that and they couldn't, couldn't, but then they got it. That's so awesome. cool. One so year cool. I got a cabbage patch doll and I'm going to lose No, it. Jeff, don't mock. <laughs> what are you kidding. doing? I'm, I'm having some Christmas memories right Let now. Her have the it, Christmas man. feels. Um, while she's recovering, uh, the, so my <laughs> favorite, favorite Christmas my favorite, memory? it <laughs> was in gift. second grade. It was in second grade. And, and so here's the thing. I grew up with a neighbor who had all the video game systems. Like it would come out and the next day he'd have it. Right. Dude had the Dreamcast. Y'all remember the Dreamcast? Nobody remembers the Dreamcast because <laughs> yeah, it was around for about I, three months. I he never had, had it. it. He had, had it. it. Oh, he had it. Yeah. He had everything. Um, I did not grow up that way. So in second grade, I got the Super Nintendo and my head about exploded. Like under the tree. You under got the tree was oh a Super God. Nintendo. I was like running around the room. <laughs> I was so excited, just yelling about how I had this Super Nintendo. And uh, I played that thing into the ground. I love <laughs> that thing. Oh, my goodness. Super Nintendo for me was one of the big Christmas gifts that I've ever gotten. Loved it. Um, and so you can tell just for, it brings oh, you dude, joy, like the joy so in your much. heart. So much. I, have I can't imagine Mario like, now. and this is how I think of it. Yeah. Your mom watching you open that. Like, dude. That must have like, what a thrill a cool for moment. her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she nice. did well. I think that year, that's the year I got her like a hollowed out rolling pin with fake vegetables in it or something from the, <laughs> from the holiday, <laughs> from gift, the holiday shop. gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> I got her uh-huh. some of the trashiest gifts ever and I thought they were really cool. I was really excited and she'd be like, oh, this is great. I and here she is it. getting me a Super Nintendo. So I'm not sure she got the, you know, payback that she was looking for, but the joy on my face was enough, I'm sure, for the mom to, to really be into it. But yeah, um, I hope people have a fun Christmas. It's always fun. It's fun to do these things. It's fun to give gifts. It's fun to receive gifts. Yeah. Oh, here's a better question. What's the favorite? I don't know if I have an answer for this one, but uh, what's the favorite gift you've ever given? Uh, I don't know. You would. I would need to have prepared yeah. a little bit more about that. Oh, that's a good question. We'll have to think about that. Maybe people could send in their, their, tell us your stories about that. 
That's a good question for the audience. Send in your favorite gifts you've ever given. Your favorite gift you've ever given. Yeah. I can't yeah, really think I can't, of any. I can't think of any right now. I'm but. sure. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to, I'm a pretty good gift giver. Yeah. Because I'm a thoughtful, I like to be a thoughtful gift giver. So. I'm not allowed to be a thoughtful gift giver anymore. Why? My wife has told me I can't. I have a mandate from my wife. All Christmas gift money goes into her tattoo fund. That's oh, it. so I don't mean thoughtful, like expensive, but I mean thoughtful, like. Oh, like sentimental and right. meaningful and. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not like I spent a lot of money on you, but just, you know, like I saw something that reminds me of you. I did one year, you know, you like you take the tag off for the angel yeah, kids yeah. and uh, the little girl asked for like a kitchen set or something like mm. that. And I went Black Friday shopping and there was a little like, you know, the plastic kitchen set with the right. pots and pans right. yeah. and the fake yeah. fruit. And, um. I knew the person who delivered it to the okay. fit because it was too big. Obviously, like the parents couldn't come to the school and pick it up. So yeah. it got delivered. And uh, apparently the parents were like very excited that That's this cool. was going to like tickle the little girl. Yeah. So that was like a pretty. That's a cool moment. A pretty good one. That's a cool moment. All right. So. Peace. Peace. This is what we're talking about. The opposite of what happens on Christmas morning when the wrapping paper goes everywhere. Peace. Um, <laughs> you know, this is uh, one of the one of the Advent weeks. This is our last Advent week, actually. Um, got some interesting things coming up over the next couple of weeks here. Goodwill Talk. We will be here right after Christmas uh, with an episode. Don't worry. But <laughs> um, we end Advent talking about peace, which um, I, I, I can't think of a word more opposite than what we've experienced over the last couple of years, uh, peace, right? I mean, this has been the least peaceful couple of years than I can remember in a long time. Um, yeah, I could agree with that. So my mom came over a couple of weeks ago and we were, I have joy signs, like over the last two years, I've yeah. gotten joy signs, um, for Christmas. And she was like, what, there's no peace. You just have joy. <laughs> I was like, I think that's been like the focus of my life is there is no peace. So right. find, the, find the joy because right now there is no peace. You don't get to have peace. Um, and so what we want to do is we actually want to fill the word peace with biblical meaning today yeah. and not just peace is not the absence of chaos. Peace is not the, is not the absence of sound or, you know, it's not tranquility. Peace has something much different in mind when we come to the Bible. Yeah. Cause it's you actually, do think about peace being like, do. like on a serene mountaintop, like, yes, that is peaceful, Yep, but, but it is not peace. It's like not the, soul peace. It's not the peace of the scriptures. Yeah. The peace of the scriptures is actually, uh, in opposite to war, not an opposite to chaos. And so we're going to get into that here in a second as we go, but we have a, uh, Devotional in front of us. This is a devotional the family's been going through um, that Enid provided for all the families. So families, if you've been going through this, hopefully this podcast has been helpful for you. Um, and and it, it starts with Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. And uh, this is the announcement of, of um, the birth of Jesus from Gabriel to Mary. And so, Jess... Would you like to read for us? Oh, I had Luke I had the chapter. Romans one ready. Oh, you Can have the you Romans one ready? Yeah, All right, I'm then sorry. I'll read the I'll read the Luke one for us. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, to the house of David, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So that's the passage. We have Gabriel announcing to Mary, hey, you're going to have a child. Jess, um, have, do you put yourself in Mary's shoes at all and imagine what it would have been like to hear this at like 13, 14 years old from, from Gabriel? <laughs> I mean, no. that's a... No, I, no. I, I'm probably not any more than you do, I guess. I, I've but, tried to put myself in that position and be yeah. like, what would it be like? I mean, I it, the frame of reference is a little more distant for me than it would be for you. Yeah, I guess it's true. But... Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. This is something that's this. When it's when the ESV uses the word troubled here, <laughs> she was greatly troubled. Yeah, you think she might have been like freaking out of her mind is probably where we're at. Right, a, a more close translation to reality. Yeah, but I guess when you so when we were talking a little bit about this before, and you're you know talking about how Luke in this passage it doesn't say anything about peace. Right. But the whole thing really is about peace. Like you think of this from her perspective as a a Jewish girl waiting mm -hmm. for the Messiah and then like these angels come and that's terrifying yeah. and you're pregnant and that's more terrifying or right. equally terrifying or some level because of Because you know how pregnancy happens and you know that it's impossible. Right. Like, whoa, I, nope. I didn't do that. Nope. But the angels tell her not to be afraid. Yeah. And so like there's that maybe level of peacefulness that might come from that. But then when they go on to talk about that, you know, you're going to give birth to the, the Messiah that like, oh, like this is soul peace that's coming like the that my people have been waiting for for generations yeah. and generations like it's here and I'm going to play a small part in that. Like that's a whole nother level of peace for the whole world and but it but this is where i think we it is peace for the whole world but i don't think this is like an internal sense of calm and comfort for mary no i mean peace like uh up until this point you you had to work and mm -hmm. do things mm -hmm. to try to write yourself with yes. god yes and and this is the point where well and i don't think she knows exactly how that's going to work out no, but in this I, moment, but God does. Yeah. And like, that's the, the piece that like, you aren't going to have to continue to toil and try to write yourself with God. Cause you can't right? like you're, it's, you're trying to like do a never ending task. Cause you can't ever accomplish it. It's the writing with God. That's so important here. Right. And, and I think when we talk about peace and, and around this season, we're trying to find a sense of inner peace or we're trying to find a sense of calm and a sense of tranquility. And I don't think that that's what the Bible is talking about at all. I think that it is a soul peace because it is a you are no longer at enmity with God. You're no longer his enemy. You are now his child. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. I mean, when you look at the do not be afraid is that's easy for you to say. I'm a teenager who's being visited by one of the archangels like this is a this is a thing you're saying to me here right. do not be afraid oh favored one or no sorry do not be afraid for and there's a reason for the lack of fear and it's not because of what she's about to go through you have been you have found favor with god the ground of peace is not inner peace it is a objective historical thing. Right. You have favor with God. 
It's a state of being now. This is the state of being that Mary is being welcomed into. And so, like, if you're being told, like, I can't imagine the pressure this poor girl's feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Not only are you going to be pregnant as a virgin, but the child you're giving birth to is the Messiah. Like... No pressure. No pressure. You know, you could... <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you she was at Lamaze class. Like, that's a, <laughs> that is a terrifying thing. Yeah. And the peace that's being given is not, you're going to be okay, you're going to feel fine. It's gonna, no, the peace that's being given is you you found favor with God. Right. No matter what your circumstances are right now, peace is not a thing that's necessarily experienced by you. It's an objective fact. Right. You have peace with God because of Christ, because the one who is coming is Messiah. And that's what gets us to the Roman passage, Romans passage. So yeah, read that so for us. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God and through our Lord Jesus Christ. Or not this and, is, just peace with God through, through our, our Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. This that's is peace. This is peace. And it is not that we always feel at peace. And I want to I want to take some of the um burden off people's shoulders here where they feel like they might be a bad Christian because they don't feel peaceful or they don't feel calm. No, that's that's a different use of the word peace in the English language than what the Bible is using it as. Right. It is a declaration that war is over. You're no longer at war with God. You're at peace with God through what Christ has accomplished for you. Mary is is going to be feeling a lot of things over these next nine months. And I mean, like when the shepherds come and they declare what the angels were telling them, she ponders these things in her heart. Like that's a word of not just like this happy, serene pondering, but like she's a little bit weirded out. She's really mulling this over and trying to wrap her right. head around it. Wait, what's happening? This is a woman who probably lost a lot of sleep. This is a woman who's really been struggling with the reality of, I mean, and just because the angel showed up and told her about this doesn't mean that the angel showed up and told Nazareth about this. Like now right. she's the pre the teenage pregnancy walking around who must have done something and Joseph saying it wasn't with me. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't get to have peace in her everyday life, in her social situation, none of it. The peace that's described here is you are no longer at war with God, but God has found favor with you. And that is super encouraging when the wheels feel like they're falling out off. Mm -hmm. And we're in the last week before Christmas. This is when for a lot of people, things feel like the wheels are falling off. There's a lot going on, trying to get things done. Um, you're trying to figure out which credit card, some of you, you're allowed to use and which one you shouldn't be using anymore. Like there's, you're not necessarily at peace where the comfort comes in is, you're at peace with God, even if your circumstances don't seem like that right now. It's, it's, it's clinging to an objective reality out here rather than how you feel subjectively inside. Yeah. So um, the, the Romans passage, when we think about peace with God and we think about the, the struggle that Mary is going to be going through now for the next nine months, just if people listen to the Blue Collar Hour, they know your family's been through some stuff. And I'm not going to, I'm not trying to bring you to a crying place, but I'll probably cry. The objective peace that you have in Christ, how, you know, I, I can speak for how we've gone through some things as a family. Um, but without getting into details by any stretch, the, the place of holding on to the objective truth that you have peace with God through all of this, how has that helped sustain you guys? Um, I'm just totally going to cry. <laughs> Today was maybe not a good day to ask about this. Oh, okay. No, I'm fine. Um, 
I think just knowing that like God has a plan and you're not outside of it. Yeah. And I think that helps um, just refocus the days that are super hard or the yeah. days that you're like more. Does yeah. it have to be more? Could it be less? Just for like two months, could it be less instead of more? That would be great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think like just trying to rest in that like God has a plan, he has a purpose and that um, it'll just all be okay. Well, and I think, you know, I was speaking with a guy yesterday who um, he lost his wife last year. The holidays are hard. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a, but the reason he has a sense of, of I'm going to be okay is because he knows, one, she's with the Lord, and two, he's he's clinging to this truth that in the end, I it, all of this isn't God's plan. I'm part of his people. Right. You know, I, I am at peace with God. I'm part of the children of God. I'm part of his kingdom. He has favor on me. And that is a, sometimes we have to declare the truths of the Bible over ourselves, especially when it doesn't feel like it's true. Right. To say, I am favored by God. Right. And it's not a, de like, a declaration like if you say it, you're going to be more favored. It's just a reminder. Yes. That's what you're talking about. Yes. You're not like no. that something prophetic is going to happen because it's, you're saying it. You're just reminding an, yeah, yourself. Yeah. It's not an incantation that if I say this over I myself, to clear then my, it up. my bank account explodes. It's, right. I am favored. Period. That's, that's it. That's true. I am right. favored by the God of the universe because he has seen me in my sin and sent his son to save me from it. And he did it through this girl. Right. And, and I, I've talked about it on the show before, and I've talked about it in, in sermons. Um, we in Protestantism, because we're responding to the Catholic Church, have so lowered Mary yeah. in such inappropriate ways. This is the woman he chose to send his son to, to save me. Right. Like, that woman, I don't think it was a raffle that she won. No. You know what I mean? Like, I think he he had a purpose and he, a reason. She is. I mean, the, the passage stops, right, as we're reading through. But if you keep going, um, she goes to see Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is also pregnant. This is her uh, This is her cousin. She goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. And um, her Elizabeth's old. She's an older cousin. And miraculously, she's pregnant. She's pregnant with John the Baptist. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So this isn't just Elizabeth saying this. This is God himself in and through Elizabeth saying, blessed are you among women. Oh, okay. <laughs> we like to move immediately to blessed is the fruit of your womb. Amen. Yes, Jesus is greatest. We're not talking about Mary as like co-redemptrix or no. part of the truth, like any of that weirdness. But blessed are you among women, coming from Elizabeth as inspired by the Holy Spirit. Like, why? Why her? Because God has found favor on her. We'd have no reason to know why. Right. Well, and probably at this point, like for her, what a, a little, like you said, a reminder. Oh, yeah, I am. I am blessed. Yeah. You're right. Like this, even though I'm sure that this is feeling hard, mm -hmm. that it's, this is the you know, the plan I was picked for this for a purpose and a reason. She, she ran. I mean, when you, she, she gets told this and she literally runs from Nazareth in verse three. in those days, Mary arose and went with haste <laughs> into the hill country to a town in Judah. She literally gets out of town. Like this is a girl who, who is, is so uncomfortable being in Nazareth and being pregnant that she literally has to leave to the hills to be able to be pregnant there for a while. Does not come back for, for months. That's a, 
she has to be reminded. Mm-hmm. You're blessed by God. You found favor with God. And I know it doesn't feel like that right now, but it's true. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm not getting into any of the details, but we've been through some things this year as a family. Yeah. And um, we've had to have this reminded all the time. Yeah, but the Lord loves us and he is with us and we are favored by God and um, trying to help the kids see that, which is one of the hardest things there is yeah. for your family. People to teach the kids, I, I know this is really bad, but you are favored by God. You mm-hmm. are blessed by God. I've been doing um, some, in a different project, I'm doing some work in Genesis 2. And uh, in Genesis 2, what's interesting to me is um, God says to Adam and Eve, and I want to um, I want to read this to people so they know that I'm not just making this up. Where is it? Um, oh, no, I can't find it off the top of my head. That's not good. No, it's, for, it's chapter 1. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong chapter. That's it. He makes them in his image. Mm-hmm. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So all of humanity made in the image of God, right? And God blessed them right out the gate. And that blessing is not canceled out by the fall. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in Genesis 3 are the people said that they're cursed. So if they're blessed, you would have to then become cursed. The ground is cursed. The serpent is cursed. They are now infected with sin. But to be cursed by God is to be damned eternally, right? So they're, they're not cursed. They're blessed. They're blessed by God. And that blessing continues. And so to live Isn't as a people... cursed with childbearing... The word is never used. Oh, okay. The word's never used. And that's one of the things that's fascinating. When you read through Genesis 3, I think we're conditioned to think, oh, well, then you're cursed. Um, to the serpent, he said, because you've done this, cursed are you. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain. Your desire shall be for your husband. He shall rule over you. To Adam, um, he, he starts going through, you know, because... So he, he goes the, through some of the the pain that's going right. to come because of, but there's, not... There's a... But the word cursed, cursed isn't used. And then mm. it is used later when he's talking to Adam. Because you ate uh, what I commanded you, you shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground because of you. But that's, that's really important. That it's the ground and it's the serpent who are cursed, but it's never the image bearers. Doesn't mean they get to go to heaven. There's, there is sin now right. that needs to be atoned for. But they still live as a blessed people because God has shown favor on Adam and then shows favor on Eve because it's from Eve, from the offspring of Eve, that the Messiah would eventually come who would save everyone, right? There's, it's a change in... It's a change in mindset yeah. that I think in the reform tradition, especially because we, we focus in on total depravity and that we are all sinners and that we all need redemption, which is true. We lose sight of the fact that we are also blessed by God because we are human mm-hmm. and that in the midst of our pain and our struggle and the hard things we go through in our family, we've have to, we have to kind of remember, remind ourselves we are favored by God. We are blessed by God. He loves us. And even though our circumstances are difficult, right? Adam's circumstances become really difficult. The ground is cursed. And now there is a cursed enemy mm-hmm. that is coming for them. Circumstances couldn't have gotten worse. And yet they're still blessed by God. They're still favored by God. These, this fundamental heart orientation really can change the way that we go through pain and sorrow and difficulty if we can hold on to this is true i have peace with god yeah and that is not changed by my circumstances that's big that's really big 
And that's what this whole season is about. The yeah. season is not, in the end, about just the birth of Christ. It is about the whole of the life of Christ and who he is. Birth, life, death, resurrection, ascension, return. The whole thing. So, um, all right. Let's switch gears. Oh, the songs. Not just the songs. Oh, what are we the switching The family gears activity as well. And and I want to oh, go to the activity first because I think it, it dovetails nicely because it's family prayers. Yeah. So walk us through. What is the activity? What are we supposed to be doing? You're supposed to gather um, a box or a basket and decorate it. And you're supposed to put your Christmas cards in it and then pray for those people. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. And and and, and here's the the extra little thing that I think we can add to this. If, if you have Christmas cards that you've received, these are this is a nice reminder of the people God has blessed you with. Yeah. In your life. Right. And, and if you're like, if you're like our family, you'll get a random Christmas card from somebody you haven't seen in like 15 years. And you're like, Oh, but it's a good reminder of this yeah. person that God put in your life that long ago. And that impacted you. Right. And you can tell your children about that and walk them through the, the story of how God has blessed your family. Um, especially if you're going through a hard time, it's good to remember how he has blessed you in the past and, and the truth that he will continue blessing you going forward. Yeah. Um, so decorative box or basket and Christmas cards, that's a pretty that's small... That's easy. You have a pile of Christmas cards in your house, I promise. And you look at them and you're like, what am I supposed to do with all these? Right. So That's always the question. That's why we don't do one as a family. We don't do a family Christmas card. I don't do one because postage is 50-something cents. <laughs> it's a lot. We don't do it because we, we don't want to like add to the noise. No, but I kind of like, you know, like when the kids, they go and they get the mail and they yeah. you, oh, open it. Who is it from? Oh, oh, we haven't seen them or, oh, they've grown so much. Yeah. So I do like to get them and I, I just like put them in the, in my hutch, like okay. in the, in the frame of the yeah. glass, there's like a little space so you can like shove them all in there. And Ours go on the fridge. Eventually it looks cluttered, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I do like to like be able to go and look. At yeah. All there, of those. there are times when the, the fridge is so cluttered, we can't even tell what color the fridge is anymore because mm -hmm. there's just so much stuff on it. It's my normal fridge. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, have you do, you, do you get letters sometimes from people? They don't do Christmas cards. They do like Christmas bulletins and Christmas letters. I used to get one from one person and she has not done it in a couple of years. Okay. So, but I mean, I. It's like a full family. I know her well enough to know yeah. that. Well, and yes, she's got grown kids. So yeah. you would get the update on like, mm -hmm. you know, what each of the kids is doing in their families and stuff like that. I kind of like those. But yeah, I like those yeah. too. That's a very, that's an organized kind of person oh, who put that together. Me. Like, a, you have to, yeah, that's not me either. Person with a memory as well. Like, okay, what, what happened this year? Right. Uh, <laughs> that's like, that's like a, like a school assignment, but you've given it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you come back for, to like school in, in September, all right, homework. like now write, write an essay about what you did over the summer. It's yeah. like that, but for Christmas, which yeah. I mean, bless them. It's, it is wonderful. I do like to get it, but it's outside of my gifting. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I'll worry about the, the stamps and oh, how much they cost. There you go. All right. Um, sing of hope. Look up one of the following Christmas carols or choose your favorite song to sing together as a family. The two options are angels we have heard on high and it came upon the midnight clear. Jess, what did we choose? I think I choose it came upon the midnight clear. No way. Really? Yeah. Why? It, wh why? Because... I, I don't know, because Pastor John said that angels don't sing in that first one, that the angels are sweetly singing or the plane. Well, I mean, sure, they don't technically sing in the scripture, but like... They proclaim. They proclaim. But we, we do things through song all the time. Yeah. I mean, technically, Adam doesn't sing when he sees Eve, but we call it a song. 
I don't know. All right. I still like I but it came up on the midnight clear is I'm like sure maybe it wasn't midnight. Yeah, I, but it's just to me that is a peaceful song. Oh, to me, like okay. so you didn't grow up in New York, but now you're not. here, so yes. I think you can have maybe a piece of this when it is snowed, especially like a little bit of an icy snow. Uh huh. And you go out first thing in the morning, and like the whole world is it's quiet. Still quiet, yeah. And then you go out, and like all you can hear is the crunching of the snow. And like maybe it like hitting the leaves as the snow is gently falling. Like to me, that is as peaceful as the world ever gets. Okay. okay. And so for me, that's, I don't know. I that, Like I picture that song in that moment. Yeah. So it's an interesting song because it's written right after the Mexican-American War. And it's almost like a response to it. There's, there's, there's some verses in a lot of these songs that we don't sing anymore. Um, well, and that's... so that's just because there's like nine verses for mm-hmm. some of these songs. Um, but yeah, it's, there's this one verse, uh, yet with the woes of sin and strife, the world has suffered long beneath the angel strain have rolled 2000 years of wrong and man at war with man. Here's not the love song, which they bring. Oh, hush the noisy men of strife and hear the angels sing. So th- there are a lot of people who think he's kind of responding in a little bit to, um, the step your fighting and listen to the angels. It, yeah. There's a little bit of that, right? It's a fine song. I, so <laughs> go ahead. It's Come written, at me. it's written by a Unitarian. And that's always been my okay. my hesitation with this I particular that. one. I th- that's that's fine. That's, I'm just saying this is why mm-hmm. I struggle with a Christmas song written by a Unitarian. I'm sorry. It's just weird that they I don't, don't believe Unitarian. They don't believe that Jesus is God. So Uh-oh. like it it takes a little bit All of right. the. All right, took my songs down a notch. That's where I struggle with it. Okay, but I almost don't want to pick Angels We Have Her High because I chose that over Joy with Joy to the World. Like they gave me the same song twice. I was a little bit mad when I looked at this. Uh, and I'm like, why Why couldn't you give me a different angel song? Angels from the Realm of Glory, something. Well, because this one's about peace though, not angels. Yeah, I know. But the, they did the joy one. That's the same song. Angels I, We Have Heard of High is a great song. It's a wonderful song. I love that song. It's a top five for me. But um, it, it came upon a midnight clear. It's just not. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's a decent melody though. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's an interesting melody. It's a, I don't know. Right. I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, going to get like an email about the Unitarian thing. But. Not, not a top five. But. All right. So listen, we're not doing this one. Uh, we're not doing the kind of the closing Advent oh, one. Yeah, because it's, it's about Jesus. for Christmas Day. Yeah, it's for Christmas Day, right? So, but there's songs there as well. Mm. Silent Night or Joy to the World. That's that's heavy hitters going out of here. Silent it Night is. and Joy to the World. Silent Night is just always about like the candlelight yeah. service on Christmas Eve. And it's such a beautiful, like you see all the families and everybody's hair is brushed and they're in their little sweater mm-hmm. vests and mm-hmm. their little, you know, patent leather pumps. The little girls, they're yeah. like so cute. Yeah. It's just like, it's a good moment. This is that's, that, that like recollects when you hear that. That exact reason is why I chose it as mine of the two. Um, yeah, it's, I cannot think of Silent Night anymore without the candlelight service. Right. I love the candlelight service. Did you have, I mean, are there candlelight services in Arizona? No. No? Well, I mean, maybe there are. We didn't Maybe we need to go and tell them about them. I mean, I'm sure, listen, Should that, we just that's mail them a true. box of candles <laughs> and, and, and a direction sheet? You'll figure it out. Uh, no. Watch out, don't let the grandfathers burn the granddaughter's <laughs> hair with the candles, because it happens sometimes. It happens. It happens. No, that's not, that's not true. There are candlelight services. I don't remember them. I don't remember going to them. Okay. Um, we, we were not, uh, I did not grow up around any kind of liturgical anything. So if Christmas Eve didn't oh. happen to be on a Sunday, you, you didn't go to church, you, you, 
did Christmas Eve. Like, yeah. um, I don't remember going to Christmas Eve services. Maybe okay. I did. Like, my mom might listen to this and be like, man, we took you every year. Or what like, are you talking about? Single every year. single year you were Christmas <laughs> I don't remember going to Christmas Eve services. Like, you don't remember putting the wax uh, on, the, on the seat and that's why you couldn't get a candle anymore? <laughs> that's right. No, I don't I don't have that memory. Um, <laughs> but since I have been in more Reformed Presbyterian circles, so I was at a PCUSA church for a while down mm-hmm. in Philly, they did the candlelight service and I fell in love. Because the the lights went off and it was just candles and it was a cappella silent night mm-hmm. and it was gorgeous. It's one of those memories is just kind of stuck and I love how we do it here at Goodwill as well, um, you know. And and uh, it's that's one of my f- high points in the liturgical calendar is is singing Silent Night on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's another top fiver like i feel bad joy of the world for me it lost twice to real but they was up against really good songs like it wasn't up against you know white it's, christmas yeah, it was up against really good stuff joy to the world it's the melody that gets it lyrically yeah. it's a pretty good song but it's a little it's it's pretty dang loud for christmas i'm not it's, gonna lie yeah it's yeah. like boisterous i guess maybe yeah, like more word. you like at christmas you like like contemplative right. songs that, all right that, so that puts you in a peaceful mood joy you, to the world do. is good news yeah, but, but it, it makes you want to jump. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like a Sunday school song. Like with like high energy, I mean. I mean, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know I mean? Okay, so here's the thing. We've got Silent Night. Uh, we've got, for you, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got, um, what else we have here? Angels We've Heard on High, Joy to the World. These songs have all made the list for us. Um, oh, Come All Ye Faithful. And O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Those are the songs that we've chosen. Of those, Jess. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we've got I the same one. I wasn't sure if you were going to go with Silent Night. I, so those are, those are one and two. Those yeah, are one agree. and two. Silent Night is, is right there. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, under, it, it is the perfect Advent hymn. It, yeah. It's, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. It is longing. It is sad. Yeah. It is. It is almost desperate. It's everything that Advent is. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love that song. And if you listened, what's her name now? Meredith Andrews, I believe. Okay. I know her name is Meredith. Pretty yeah. sure her last name is Andrews. So she does that song, and she has a chorus, bridge, whatever part written into it that is about the second coming, mm. and it's talking about like you know the the church is waiting, the church is yeah. crying out, come. Yeah. I love it. Man. I keep trying to get Jeff to do it, and he doesn't. Well, he's you know. making a face at me like he's never heard it before. No, yeah, it was, every um, year I ask. It wasn't that one. It was the other one that you try to get me to do every year. Um, it was the other one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. it wasn't that one. It was the other one. I, I, I don't I think have... I've heard that one, but what? There's another one that um, I don't remember. Well, listen. Now y'all know a, how much pull a, I have with Jeff. None. Zero. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, come on, come man. You're the reason why we do King of My Heart. That came from you. Our, did it? You wrote it. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no we're, we're not getting into that. Um, no, here's the thing. We have to declare it. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, officially yeah. the Goodwill Talk champ when it comes to Christmas carols. And so, like, you know, if you're hearing me and be like, did he just diss White Christmas on the way by? Yes, I did. Um, white Christmas? Shoot, yeah, I, I, I made a joke about White Christmas a few minutes ago, and people who love that song heard that joke. So send me, send me your emails. That's fine. Explain to me. Let's let's. I want to hear people's I favorites. It? I don't know. I want to hear people's okay. favorite songs. Do you agree with us? O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Is that the best Advent slash Christmas song? Or you know, tell us why. Tell us why the other yours is our is your favorite. I want to hear that. Not just because it's fun to hear. Uh, you know, I, I want to know 
what's the song? What's the song that excites you and gets you in the Christmas spirit? Uh, love to hear that. Somebody's going to say Rudolph or Frosty the Snowman. And you know what? Kudos to you. Well done. Um, that's it. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy Christmas Eve services. Ooh. Oh, what? Jeff is right. Jeff Come is right. Come long expected Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good song. That's the one I was thinking of. That's the Meredith Andrews one. We sang that in uh, we sang that in Beacon the first week of Advent. And uh, my worship leader is like, I've never heard this before in my life. And I'm like, how? Why? Oh, you guys who did not grow up with hymns are just, I feel so bad for you guys. Anyway, that's a different not because conversation. They're better, just because they add a fullness. Because of the history. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. We'll see you again. One more episode before 2022 hits. That's next week. This has been season nine, episode five of Good Will Talk. See you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope that this episode encouraged you. To listen to more episodes or to give us that five-star rating, check us out at iTunes or Google Play. You can also listen on the Goodwill Church app. And for more information about Goodwill Church, visit us at goodwillchurch.org. See you again next time here at Goodwill Talk.